The question of the day when it comes to the NBA, we have now seen the selling price for a wide receiver. I'm, I am a bit surprised. And then the fact that it's New England, too, because now everyone's going to say, well, that's the best team. If New England's willing to give up a second-round pick, then I guess we have to as well. Uh, that Mohamed Sanu, the wide receiver for the Falcons, has been traded to the Patriots for a second-round pick. Obviously, uh, a lot of people suggested if Sanu was going to be traded that Green Bay would be a player. You know, our Packer insider Rob Reich, who wrote that article on Forbes last week, the five players that make the most sense for the Packers, he was number one on the Packers list. So two questions, Evo. Do you still think the Packers need to make a move for a wide receiver? And are you willing to go as high as a second round pick? I mean, you're talking, you're not talking like Amari Cooper last year. That was a top five overall pick when he came out, had some flashes with Oakland. I mean, I, people were criticizing the, the Cowboys. I didn't mind it. I mean, if you're going to be a low playoff team like Dallas was last year, uh, you know, you're going to be picking low in the first round. So to give up, you know, the 27th, 28th pick like Dallas did to get Amari Cooper, it was probably worth it. Totally. Right? Now, I don't know that Green Bay is going out. Maybe A.J. Green is that. You know, you obviously have the injury concerns with him, but he's a top three overall pick. Mohamed Sanu isn't a number one. I mean, A.J. Green and Amari Cooper are number ones. Mohamed Sanu is a number two. But that being said, if you get a healthy Devontae Adams with Mohamed Sanu, that, that sounds pretty sexy. As a Packer, it fan. does sound very sexy. What surprises you more that the Patriots did it, or they gave up a second round pick for Mohamed Sanu? Yeah, you can't say that the Patriots surprise you because that's. I would say the second round pick, but the Patriots gave up. A, I can't yeah. believe they didn't give up like a fourth or a fifth and Same. almost got it done. Um, the Packers, I don't know. Would you really see Goody trading a second round pick for a wide receiver? Well, let's go inside the brain of you know someone who you know who shares that same intellect, Nelson. Oh yeah, what, Harvard what I mean, of the Midwest. From one lacrosse alum to the next, are you? Let me ask you the same question I just asked him. Are you surprised that it was the asking price? And surprises me. What do you think the Packers will do? Do you think second would the Packers give up a second round pick for someone comparable to Mohamed Sanu? Yeah, I'm a little surprised it was that high. I would have thought third, fourth, kind of what would Ebo was saying. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers did because what are the Packers going to be drafting next spring? Offensive players. If you can get a guy under contract, why wouldn't you give a second-round pick, especially if he's that's a true. solid player in the league? Right, and that's always – that's a good point, and that's always the age-old question when you talk about making trades in the NFL. What help – What if you think the Packers are going to be a playoff team, as it appears they know are – uh, and and make a playoff run. So that means as of now, the Packers are picking 26, 27, 28. So the question is, does the 28th pick, or if you play that out in the second round, the 60th pick, like what helps the Packers next this year and next year more? The 61st pick in the 2020 draft or a wide receiver that has shown he can be, you know, a, a legitimate NFL wide receiver. Now, oh. Yeah, a wide receiver that shows he can be right. a legitimate threat and, that's and under all, control, right. like Nelly said. Right, and that's all. I mean, now the NFL is a young man's game. I mean, how teams win, like New Orleans, like Seattle, when they hit on their draft picks because they, you know, Russell Wilson was a third round draft pick making four hundred grand a year. Alvin Kamara was a third round draft pick making four hundred grand a year. They didn't. They don't. They didn't have thirty million invested in their quarterback or twenty million invested in their running back. So that's the flip side of it, right? If you Keep that draft pick, and you find the next Devontae Adams or the next Aaron Jones. You're paying him pennies on the dollar, whereas if you go out and get a guy like Mohamed Sanu or Emmanuel Sanders and you want to keep him after this year, you're going to have to pay dude seven, eight, nine, ten million million, $10 million. So would you rather have Mohamed Sanu and $10 million on the roster next year or a second-round pick that you could maybe get the next Jordy Nelson and pay him a couple hundred thousand dollars yeah, a year. and then throw in the fact that Kenny Clark's got to get paid. He's going to get right. paid in an extension. Like, there's other contracts that need to be extended for the Green Bay Packers. But um, when it's a young man's game and you go out there, I mean, A.J. Green, how old is he now? And he's got a little injury with him. He's in his early 30s. Yeah, I mean, the Packers, I can see a lot of people falling. Is it a trap, though, that the Packers are 6-1 and one doing what they're doing with a bunch of no-name wide receivers, no Devontae Adams. You know he's coming back, though. Is is Devontae Adams coming back like a trade? You're winning right now yeah, without him. A good point. And you get a top-five wide receiver. Top Is Devontae top-five? I think, I think five. so, yeah. You get a top-five wide receiver coming back. Do you need to make a trade when you have that coming back and you know you've been winning without him? 
Uh, it's you know, it's it's like we talked about this with the Brewers. You know, we, we, should they have gone out and got an ace pitcher? And the comeback to that was, well, Brandon Woodruff is their ace. He was coming back, you know, soon to the trade deadline. So it was kind of like acquire and and you know Jimmy Nelson at the beginning of the season. You know, should they go out and sign a guy in the off season? Well, you were getting a guy back. Now we can debate the merits of how that season went for the Brewers. They did make the playoffs, but it'd be the same thing here to your question. Yeah, I mean. You've won three games without a number one wide receiver. I mean, Rodgers just set the perfect passer rating right. the first time the ever in Packers history. The perfect passer rating with four undrafted well, yeah, with, guys and a fifth-round pick. Lost up Jimmy Graham, So why too. would you give up a—that's the comeback. I why mean, in the world would Gutekunst give up a second- or third-round pick for a wide receiver when Rodgers just had statistically the greatest game in the history of the sport— with a bunch of walk-ons, basically. Uh, Chad Lee B nine one two tweets in at Zone Madison. Chad says Jordy has half a year in him, boys. <laughs> I guarantee you, Jordy could do those toe tapping, back shoulder passes on the sidelines. I no said doubt. that. I said Jordy. Jordy, I was like half kidding. The Donald Driver, I was fully kidding. But a lot of people on Twitter must have thought I was totally serious during the game just last one week. Guy. Um, now Jordy would be like, he says he still is working out. Obviously, him and Rodgers are extremely close on and off the field. I think he would bring value to the pa- – I wouldn't sign him past this year. <laughs> no. But I think for eight ga- eight regular season games and however many playoff games they play, I think he would have value. I think I'd rather have Mohamed Sanu right now than Jordy Nelson, but yeah. I wouldn't mind it. I think Jordy Nelson would be better than Alan Lazard or Jake Coomer. Well, I can guarantee Jordy, you that. Jordy's 34. Emmanuel Sanders is 32. A.J. Green – Wow, we just said what? He, what was he again? How old is he? Thirty. Thirty-one. Thirty-one. I mean, yeah, he likes these wide receivers, but at the end of the day, they're getting old, and AJ Green's injured. Look at their. Aaron Rodgers has had a perfect passer rating with these no-name dudes. Nelson, from, from as the WIAC resident expert, who's better right now, thirty-four-year-old Jordy Nelson or Jake Kumro? Probably Jake Kumro, but it's. I haven't seen Jordy play in two years. I didn't extensively watch him. The only reason why I give it to Kumro is basically because he's more athletic at this point since he's a decade younger. <laughs> I'm going to put that up on a, I'm going to do an Actions on Radio inspired poll. Do it. Who's better right now, Jake Kumro or Jordy Nelson? I don't think Jordy's the answer, but here's the thing. That'd be fun. It's just, you know, Nostalgic. We, we all play, We were just talking about our fantasy football league in the break, right? Yeah. We've all, somebody takes the first tight end. Somebody takes Travis Kelsey. What, what immediately happens? Same same position starts going. Everybody takes a tight yep. end. Somebody says the Bears defense is the number one defense I'm going to take. Go what immediately happens? Go get a defense. So it's the same, same situation here. Now that Mohamed Sanu's off the board, every team in the NFL that wants a wide receiver is going to say, we have to make a move right now. So if Green Bay is really going to make a trade for a wide receiver, it's going to happen quick. Yep. The question is, Packer fans, do you want it to happen? Should it happen? We'll, uh, we'll, we'll weigh the pros and cons. Joe, to, to finish yep. answering your question, I'm going to have to go with Kumro. <laughs> the last time we saw Jordy in a Packer uniform, he was sliding down at times. I don't know. Looked pretty good for the Raiders. Away from I mean, look. I, know, I saw for the six. Raiders, he, he rushed for negative four yards. That was the stat line. He did have a 150-yard game and two touchdowns with Derek Carr. I think it's going to be a close vote. Meant to get to this earlier, but uh, glad we uh, we got it now. Uh, by the way, 608-321-167. You want to weigh in on the, would you give up a second-round pick uh, for a wide receiver? So we tried to launch uh, unsuccessfully. It wasn't really anything on us. It was a great campaign. We tried to launch the Jonathan Taylor Heisman campaign uh, on Friday show with some promos and some, yeah, some it fun, stats. It was fun while it lasted. It last, yeah, it lasted a day. Uh, the Jonathan Taylor Heisman campaign has just come to an end, sadly. Uh, we're going to launch another campaign, though, this morning, and I'm excited. This one, I think, is going to last longer than Jonathan Taylor's Heisman campaign. The class of 2020 Hall of Fame finalists have been announced for, wait for it, the mascot Hall of Fame, and your friend, my friend, the mascot of the stars, Bernie the Brewer, one of eight finalists for the 2020 Hall of Fame of mascots, which is an actual thing. That's fine. Uh, let's see here. You have uh, Sebastian the Ibis. That's, of course, what is that? What, what kind Miami. of bird? Miami. What the, is the, the, is the, is the bird uh, from uh, the seagull, the 
sea bird, whatever the hurricane's bird mascot is. Speaking of birds, you have the Oriole bird. Uh, you have, how, Yeah, I miss a lot of hieroglyphics and stuff. Yeah. Like that, that bird. Um, I mean, I'm surprised Baltimore Orioles, but the Oriole bird, his name is uh, Oriole bird, real original. Uh, you have, uh, here's another one. You have TC Bear. That's the Minnesota Twins uh, bear logo. You have SJ Sharky, the San Jose Sharks. You have Jackson DeVille. He's the huh? uh, he's the he's a uh, he's the uh, logo for the I don't even oh, know. Oh, he's like a he's, he's like a cat. Yeah, he's yeah. a jag. Uh, you have Yuppie. He's the uh, Montreal Canadiens, which I don't even know what it is. It's like he a, just looks like a weird. He looks like a muppet. Yeah, he looks like a weird muppet, and then like a ginger muppet. Blue the bull for the Indianapolis Colts. That is. We got Boomer too for the oh, Pacers. Oh, Boomer from the Pacers. Get so, Boomers out of here. We don't need Boomers in this world anymore. Um, so there you go. The finalists no boomers. for the uh, 2020 Mascot Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, it didn't work with Jonathan Taylor. Um, no, you know, Bernie time. We got Globy, too, from the Harlem Globetrotters. Is there anybody? Well, let me get, because there's a heavy base. I'll start with you and else with the baseball presence. Out of the baseball ones on here, Twins, Orioles, Brewers, who's more iconic? The Oriole Bird, Bernie the Brewer, or T.C. Bear for the Twins? I, th- I think to me it's pretty clear cut. It's Bernie the Brewer. Yeah, the dude used He's to slide down slide. into a mug. You got a mustache. Yeah, I would, ag- love mustaches. I, I would agree that out of the the three for baseball, you now, just you said it yourself there, Joe. The Oriole Bird is the Oriole Bird. It doesn't even have a name. Yeah, it's yeah, called that, the Oriole Bird. That's that's pretty weak. Um, for I mean, Baltimore Orioles is you know they stink right now, but they've been an iconic franchise. I cannot believe. That they don't have a a better mascot, and that b it's just called Oriole Bird. That's that's, that's pretty weak. That's very lame. The, what was it? The TC Bear. TC Bear. Yeah. TC Bear. Who even knew that the Twins used the bear as a logo? Same. I, I mean, the Twins mascot is the, the the state of Minnesota. The two guys looking across the the lake because it's the the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and it's a cool logo. I like the TC logo. Yeah. I, since when does Minnesota? Since when do the Minnesota Twins have a bear? For a logo. Well, I know we have a lot of Twins fans that listen. I'm sorry, Twins fans. That's, that's pretty terrible. lame. That's ridiculous. The masturbating a, bear from Conan's like a million times funnier <laughs> than that, dude. A bear. Yeah. That, Bernie, the, Bernie Brewer is badass. He's got a slide. He's got a mustache. He gets hammered on beer. Give me Bernie Brewer all day. Okay. So Bernie, out of the three, and again, four of these are getting in out of these 10. So out of the baseball, I think we can agree. Now, it doesn't break it down. It could be all, you know, it could be three baseball and one football or could be four football. It's not like it's just one from baseball. It's the top four vote getters out of all of these. So if Bernie's the best of the Brewers. Uh, okay, so then you have the NHL. Again, I know what the Montreal Canadiens are. I've been to the, that's it's it's an incredible place, but I I've never heard of Yuppie. Yeah, what the hell's a Yuppie? He looks like a methed out Muppet. So like I don't know what Muppet. I don't know what Yuppie has to do with the Montreal Canadiens. Yuppie is French for yippie. Like, yippee! French right there. Disqualified. Lame. You're done. You're a lehu, You are done. No. Gone. Yuppie. Bye-bye. So I would say that, yeah, yuppie. I mean, San Jose Sharks, you know, it's a pretty recognizable logo. I mean, SJ Shark. It's a pretty lame-looking shark, though. It is. Look but at if- the shark. It's lame. It is, but I mean, it's 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 at least it's a mascot for the team, right? Like they're the San Jose Sharks. Their mascot is a shark. The Minnesota Twins mascot is apparently a bear. Yes, yeah, like, the, the 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 Montreal Canadiens mascot is some fat guy with an orange beard. Yeah, um, I'll at least give Who's the sharks. French? I'll at least give the sharks credit that it's a San Jose shark. I mean. Right now, Miami's terrible, but everyone's seen that Miami. That that dude should be in the mascot Hall of Fame. Yeah, the Ibis they, is pretty cool. Yeah, Ibis the, the the bird. Sebastian the Ibis from. Cool. I'll give him that from the eighties and nineties. That guy's iconic. You you got to put him in there. Um, what about Globy? Yeah, I mean, but it's again like the it's the Harlem. Globy looks Glo- like he can eat, the Globy. Globy looks like he can cross you over and dunk on you. He looks kind of badass in a way. <sighs> I don't know. It's the earth. It's the globe with like this blue turf hair and a headband. It's kind of cool. Yeah, maybe. I. And then you get the football side of this or the NFL side, the Jaguars and uh, the the Colts. I'd want to party with the Jaguars one, Jackson DeVille. He looks like he parties hard. 
That's pretty dorky. But blue for the Colts looks like Barney gone wrong. Yeah, it does. But I, I don't know, Nelson, what's more recognizable, the Colts logo or the Jaguars logo? I would say the Colts guy. I've seen blue before. I've never even seen Jackson DeVille before. Jackson I've DeVille seen that Colt mascot. looks like he parties, though. <laughs> I would say the Colts mascot's more recognizable, but uh, just based on what? You forgot Boomer, Jacksonville too, from the Pacers. came in the league in, like, the 90s. What's that? Jacksonville came in the league in, like, the 90s. Dude, Jackson DeVille looks like Gardner Minshew if he was a mascot. He looks cool. Bernie Brewer was old enough to be actually drinking beer when the Jacksonville mascot was created. And you, we brushed over the Indiana Pacers boomer. Yeah, and that's another one. I mean, I don't. I mean, if you're the Pacer, what's really your logo? Boomers I mean, destroying America. So no, no boomers. Um, I mean, it's like, what is it? Is that it's a cat? Is it a like what is that? It looks like it's, it's, I mean, it's got ears and like whiskers. So I assume it's some kind of cat. How does a blue cat have anything to do with the Indiana Pacers? Like the, the twins thing. How does a bear have anything to do with the Minnesota twins? So right, I, we I need don't to know do what hit, the, We need to do Bernie Brewer hit pieces on everyone else. I completely agree. That's what I'm saying here. Like, I don't even think I'll give you the Miami hurricane guy. I'll give you the San Jose shark guy. And even though the nickname is terrible. I mean, the Baltimore Orioles have been the Baltimore Orioles since the 20s. I mean, they, they should probably have their mascot in the mascot. Okay, if he's thing. not in the Hall of Fame and they've been around since the 20s, then there's something wrong with the— Well, and I would, that was what I was just going to say. Uh, that's a little weird that the Baltimore—but you could say, why is Bernie the Brewer if he's—why is in 2019 Bernie the Brewer not in the, ba- we in the gotta mascot get, Hall of We fame? have to do a campaign immediately to get Bernie Brewer in because it'll be a, there'll come a point in time with how soft society is lately that they'll outlaw Bernie Brewer because he drinks beer. I guarantee it. So we have to get him Probably in immediately. Right. I heard he was actually supposed to be nominated a while ago, but uh, they couldn't find him. Turns out he was drunk. Never showed up. <laughs> Well, see, that, Charlie. That, that's why we got to get him in now. Yeah. Well, before before time runs out. So uh, before his I liver get, fails. I just retweeted the vote um, at Action Zone Radio. A vote for Bernie Brewer is a vote for America. Darude. Uh So you can go to uh, it's mascothalloffame.com. Like somewhere before. Didn't you say that? Yeah. Oh, a, a vote. A, but that was, was a it? vote against you. Is a vote against America. This is see you're anti-American, Nelson. I'm being pro. American. What was that, Chicom James? Oh, yeah, we were coming up to Chicom James. <laughs> uh, all right, 608 321 1670. Yeah, we're going to definitely have to do. I mean, like you said, it like the Baltimore Oriole is an iconic logo mascot. But why is it Why is it not in? And in the, some, I, all right, Twins fans, I want to hear uh, how, how are you not just like, that's your mascot? A bear? I used to like the Twins. That bad scene. For the twins, Bernie the Brewer, making mascots great again. We got a, a lot going on. Uh, we got the uh, NBA starting. Your reaction to that? Are you are you buying back in? Or are you still kind of on the fence with all the the political fallout? Uh, the Patriots have acquired Mohamed Sanu, of course, the wide receiver from Atlanta. A lot of people thought he uh, make, would make sense in Green Bay. So we put up a Twitter poll: Would you give up a second round pick? Because that's what the Patriots did to get a similar. Wide receiver, not a number one, but a solid number two. You know, in theory, you get back a healthy Devontae Adams, put him with a guy like Mohamed Sanu. That's a pretty good one-two punch. Um, and then what we've been talking about right now, probably the most important thing of the morning, and that's Bernie the Brewer, who is not in the baseball, or excuse me, the mascot Hall of Fame. Uh, he is one of 10 nominees for this year's class for Get In. Uh, would you say this... Ad- I mean, whether you think Bernie is a Hall of Famer already or not, uh, Ebo, would you say this is a weak class? And if Bernie cannot be one of the top four of this 10, then God help Shut us. It as, down. Right. If Bernie the Brewer can't beat out these nine, by the way, Bucky Badger is in the mascot Hall of Fame already. A couple people have tweeted me and asked Of course, that. of course. Bucky is already in. So um, I don't know. I mean, the Packers don't really have a logo. Bangle the Buck is not in. Um, that's egregious. So, uh, well, I mean, who's more, I, Bernie, the brewer is more recognizable than Bango. Who's right? got a championship. It's true. Um, so, but and who doesn't to, love that old school logo Bango. No, I'm, I'm with the you. buck. Do you think, is this more, uh, is this more of a slam dunk? So to speak? I mean, I thought because, it was a home run because of, is this a home run based on the, the other nineties up against not a lot of smoke. 
Yeah, it's a home run for Bernie Brewer, man. I mean, Nick Nick called in and said, what did he say, that that he wasn't associated with beer? The man lived in a beer barrel. Right. He wore lederhosen. He has a p- picture of him with a beer in his hand. The man drank up there. He's ingrained in beer. He's a shoo-in. Um, real quick on the Packers poll right now, though. Uh, T. Illinois says, um, would you give up a second-round pick for a wide receiver similar to Muhammad Sanu? Right now, no is 57%. T. Illinois says, have you seen what the Packers do with second-round picks? And then it's a gif of, uh, what's, his, what's the guy from Office Space? Is it Lawrence? No. No, man. S no. You've seen Office Space? I've, I've, yeah, I've seen Office Space. So a second-round a second round pick. What I think you meant to say. No, 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 no. That's going too far. Look at the Packers that have done a second-round picks. It's been their best round. Um, what, what was it last year? That Jenkins dude? Josh Jackson? Before that, it was Josh Jones and Kevin King? Jason Spriggs. I don't know. That sounds good right now. Quentin Rollins. Devontae. Here's a good better. Devontae Adams. Eddie Lacy when he was skinny. Ooh, Jarrell Worthy. Randall Cobb. Miller, you've been crying to get Randall Cobb back lately, haven't you? Crying's extreme, but I would. I, I raise the Neal. question. None in 2009. Pat Lee. Brian Brom. I don't know, man. There's more. There's more whiffs than there are. Yeah, I was gonna sticks. say that's like fifty percent at best. I'd still go with the draft though. Look at all the wide receivers coming up next year. Isn't there like a huge wide receiver draft class coming up? It's supposed to be a good one. Yeah, deep. I, well, I think Nelson. And I we're talking about this yesterday again. Six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. I think the stra- the the streak snaps this draft where they it's back to what two thousand one and Javon Walker. I think the snap the streak ends where they draft a skill player in the first round. Um, so I think they're going to take either a wide receiver or a tight end if there's one worthy. As I'm talking tight ends, I think they'll definitely be wide receivers worthy of a first round pick. So I think that comes to an end. So the question then is, if Gutekunst has already kind of made up his mind that in this draft we're going to target skill players often and early, why even if you didn't need the second round pick, or if you thought he, a guy like Mohamed Sanu could help you right away, why would you? Sign a guy now for nine games when you've already decided that come May when the draft hits, you're going to use whatever that, hopefully the 32nd pick as you win the Super Bowl, but whatever that late first-round pick is, you're going to use it on a wide receiver. So to go out and get a wide receiver now would be kind of foolish because it's only going to be a rent player because you're going to go out and get another superstar, hopefully, receiver in the draft. Yeah, and you're getting I mean, you're getting Devontae Adams back from injury, and you're getting it done without Devontae Adams. So it's, a, it's Aaron Rodgers put up a perfect pass rating. I've said that a bunch of times today, but I really want to – hammer that home a perfect pass rating with a bunch of undrafted free agents a washed up jimmy graham and um hell he's even finding aaron jones you're running back in the end zone with a, a sick pass so aaron Rodgers is able to get it done the longer the season goes on the more comfortable he gets in his offense with matt lafleur and the more they start humming look at look at how each week's gotten better and better and better for the offense just wait till Devonte comes back why do you need to go out and get one the one thing that kind of stinks about the nfl trade deadline is that it's so early in the season like baseball deadline it's in august it's in july you know what i mean like it's yeah. late you've already had months and months to evaluate your team in green bay we were still wondering through 6 weeks if the offense was going to be on track together yeah and they're finally see i don't get why there. they don't make the trade deadline in uh football closer to like yeah like week 12 would probably to your point thanksgiving Nelson. or yeah, something I mean, like that you got, I mean, you do have through this weekend, it's next Thursday. So, I mean, you have one more game, but you're right. You wouldn't even be halfway through. Whereas baseball, the trade deadline at July 31st, you've only got a month and a half of the season left. Like, you know, the teams in baseball, by the time you have the trade deadline, like who's worthy of making a move, right? Like in the NFL, I feel pretty confident the Packers are going to be a playoff team right now, but it's still too early to say you know, and you you could you know like if you're Dallas or Philadelphia, hey, you're four and three or three and four. Are you a playoff team or are you out of it? Like, should if you're Dallas, you're leading your division, but you're four and three. Are you really gonna go out and spend draft picks to go out and get a make a move if you're four and three? Right? Like the Bears, people are throwing on the Bears as a team that would make a big move possibly at the trade deadline. You're three and three. Are the Bears closer to six and zero, or are they closer to zero and six? You know what I mean. Like yeah. it's I tough. Think moving to... it back, you get a lot more. Oh, I agree. A lot more trading going on, especially because more guys' salary would already have been paid out throughout the season. I think you'd be seeing teams more likely to give out draft picks than they would be because, like, we talk right about it right now. 
what was it about 60% of people are saying, hey, I don't want to give up a second rounder for a Mohamed Sanu type player. But now if it was week 10, would you want to give up a third rounder to go get a well, Mohamed that's an, Sanu? Yeah, I mean, maybe it's easy to say no to Mohamed Sanu now because they've won three in a row. But yeah, Nelson's pointy ball. Let's say even if they win the next couple games, but you still don't see anything from another receiver and Adams is still out. I would be more, yeah, I think I would be more inclined to make a, give up a second round pick two weeks from now if, say, Adams is still not back and nobody outside of Aaron Jones, who's your running back, is shown to be a consistent catcher of the football. Would you go out and get a tight end? Would you get it like, um, yeah. who's the guy from the Falcons? Um, Hooper. 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 What about him? That just balling. I mean, Falcons are selling. Right. Clearly, Atlanta's having a fire sale. The guy's top five right now in receptions and yards. That'd be for, pretty sick. Yeah. The Broncos have a bunch of tight ends. They've been on the. I think someone said about OJ yeah, o. Howard. Uh, uh, yeah, the Bucks. Yeah, I think it's slim on him, though. But. So, see, I really like Adam Humphreys, Golden Tate, and Emmanuel Sanders would yeah, be my idea. Give me a slot receiver. We, need, we don't need an AJ Green or a Mohamed Sanu that are, you know, these taller outside edge receivers. We need a slot guy. We already have a lot of those guys but already. Out Nelson, Rodgers is having, he just came off the best game of his career, right, statistically? Correct. Perfect. Would That's you be right. worried that Golden Tate would be all over Danica? Oh, no, like he did the Russ? He did no, score with Russell Wilson's first wife. I would be pretty confident that he could catch the football in the end zone. Who's this, Falkster? The Falkster. The Falkster. Falkster, welcome to the Joe Ebo Show. Hey, how's it going? Good, Doing Falkster. Great, buddy. What's going on with you, brother? I just wanted to call in and say, Ebo, good matchup this last weekend, and thanks for letting me in the league. Oh, did you? are you the one that beat me? Yeah, sorry. Dude, you turd. I had <laughs> Sorry, but not sorry. <laughs> Sony Michelle just needed like a couple more yards. I would have got you. Man. I didn't even think you were going to be that close because I had two guys going, Edelman and, uh, and Le'Veon. Le'Veon. Were you sweating it out? I didn't. I was sleeping. <laughs> oh. Once again, I, I stand by what I said. You turd. No, good win, man. Good job, Falkster. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for letting me in the league, Yeah, too. of course, man. I'm glad you're in. Yeah, first-time caller, so I'm kind of excited. Keep you know? them coming, so, baby. What do you think the Packers should do with the wide receivers? I think they should stand pat because uh, Aaron Rodgers opens up the field better if even if uh, Devontae's not back. You know, yeah, because he's watching more receivers, not just one. Ooh, folks, you're six and one in the league, eh? Wow, good. Hey, Falkster, yep. I'm glad you're in the league. If I can give the TV to anyone other than me, because I can't win, I'm 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 now pulling for you, buddy. Since you beat Ebo, okay, good job, okay. brother. Thank, thank, thank you, th- thank Take you, buddy. Care, yeah, I mean, look, I get what he's saying. You're three and zero. Why? It's like when the Brewers were winning two years ago. You know, last trade deadline. If you're why do you go out and make a move if you're you're on a 10 game win streak or in this case if you're 6 and 1, why do you make a move? I get it. It's good debate. What say you Packer fan? Give me the 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 epithet Bernie of Saturday. I mean, we talked last week. The only talk topic was would they win by the more than the 32 points that they were favored by. I never even entertained, never even speculated on a possible loss like I, what were you thinking when that thing went final on Saturday? I, what was I? I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I mean, you know, it was such a lackadaisical day. It felt like we were just playing so slow, not excited. We did the same ten plays over and over. Um, what did you I, think of the play you know, calling? I thought the play calling was terrible. For, on the last pick. That was the same play we threw to Ferguson six different times. Yeah. Like, do we have other plays? It, it almost felt like we game plan to – it looked like Northwestern. We game plan like six different running plays and six passing plays, and we stuck with those. Mm-hmm. How many times can you pull those two big monsters and shotgun, you know, give the handoff and have them run outside? And we, we didn't hold the line of scrimmage one for any play the whole day. When it comes to a loss – is that one of the most embarrassing losses in Wisconsin football history? I mean, it's it's got to be up there just because of the implications for the season. You know, we were – I still think we have a small chance, a very small chance of being able to make the playoffs, but that includes winning out. And at this point, I don't know. If you can't beat Illinois, it's going to be a tough game on Saturday. Yeah, I completely – Well, the Badgers are, what, 14-point underdogs right now? Right, Joe? Yep. So let me ask you this, visiting with a former Badger fullback, Matt Bernstein. So uh, to, from the outside looking in, uh, Bernie, it, it, to me, it, it looks like they weren't prepared and they were looking ahead to Ohio State. Now, all the players 
said after the game, all the coaches said, and I actually went back and looked at some of the quotes from last week because the question was asked about a look at. They all claim no as a guy who played in big games, and I'm sure games that could have been considered look ahead. I mean, how do you not say they weren't ready to play? And, you know, again, I don't want to call these players liars. I mean, if that's what they believe, they believe. But how do you not say that that was a look-ahead game uh, to Ohio State? I, I mean, the way they – I mean, they lost, right? So it does seem like that's a look-ahead game. I, maybe from coaching a coaching standpoint – they were really vanilla. They didn't do anything. Like, where was the playbook from Michigan? Like, why are we not using at every weapon to our advantage? Um, you know, and, and then it, each individual, like Jonathan Taylor, didn't play up to where he usually plays. You know, like, everyone had mistakes. Um, the O-line, I didn't think, produced. The defense was, was good but not great as they usually are. It just seemed like it was like, let's get in, let's get out as fast as possible, but the problem is you've got to leave with a win. And to lose in that fashion, I bet you Barry Alvarez is freaking out. I mean, you lost in the fourth quarter. I mean, that is what we never let up a touchdown in the first half. Like, everything went wrong for us. And we should have – let's be real, guys. Should we have lost by more? I don't, I'm still I'm still like upset about that game, Bernie. What did you as, – as a former player and an alum, what did you feel once the clock hit zero? Uh, I was like shell shocked. It's like I watched like a, I don't know, like a car accident. Like you can't turn away, but yeah, you're like, oh my god, I just saw that. Now when it comes, like I, I, I uh, couldn't I'm sorry, I You know, like I, I think we should have lost by more. They had a, a bomb that we just got burnt on, called back. Like we were making mistakes. They made some really stupid mistakes, and we didn't even take advantage of them. So how moving forward then after a loss like that? All right, I don't want to bring up bad memories, and I looked it up, and I remember you saying it last year. I don't, I, I hate to do it to you, but it's it's a bad memory that I'm sure has lingered with you. When you were on the was it 2003? That's when Wisconsin lost to Minnesota last, besides last year, and then they lost the Axe. What did that feel like in the locker room? Losing the Axe? Yeah. Oh my God! And we also lost it there, so you, we have to fly home after. So you 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 don't want to be around the coaching staff when you lose. And then you have to get on like a tin can aluminum plane with them. And everyone, it's just so depressing. You know, I still think this team has a shot. So if I'm, a co- if I'm one of the coaches, I'm like, listen, guys, we made a huge mistake. I would use more colorful language. Like, we did this. <laughs> you guys didn't play up to your level, but we didn't coach up to the level. We should have pushed you harder. Now it's a new season. We got to win out. Do you guys want to get – are you in – or are you just like, ah, we'll throw it away and we'll go play in the Alamo Bowl? Because they could still, listen, we're the underdogs now. I like being the underdog. And I like, we always go to Ohio State and play well there. So what says we can't do it? Well, and uh, visiting with former Badger fullback Matt Bernstein, and the one uh, story that uh, Chris has been sharing this week, and, and Alvarez too, was 99, right? They In a very similar game, you played uh, at Cincinnati, lost as a massive favorite. Then you had the Big Ten over the next week, lost to Michigan. It looked like the season was clearly lost. Then you go to Ohio State the next week, Bernie. You're down 17 nothing at the half, and it's like this season, they're not even going to be bowl eligible. Wisconsin scores 42 unanswered, blows out Ohio State in the second half, doesn't lose another game all the way through the Rose Bowl. Ron Dean ends up winning the Heisman. Now, that's a, maybe a, a bit of wishful thinking, but, I mean, if you want to look at history, it, it has been done before. I mean, do you give what chance, if any, do you give them trying to put on some type of run here starting sun, uh, Saturday? I mean, I, I like our chances. I, I think it's, listen, it's going to be extremely tough. You've got to go to the horseshoe. You've got to beat Ohio State there. Then eventually you're going to play them again. So, you, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a hard road. But can they do it? They can definitely do it. But you cannot take a game off anymore. This week needs to be up-tempo, needs to be crazy. They said on TV, Lovey Smith was like, oh, yeah, I love the way our guys practice this week. They had nothing to lose. At this point, we need to practice like we have nothing to lose. Because realistically, we don't. Matt yeah. Bernstein, former Badger fullback. Yeah, you know, and, and then you get to that Bernie of, you know, the, the 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 comeback that people are saying is, well, you know, they were only picked to finish third in the Big Ten West. I mean, did you really think 
they'd be in position, you know, to win a Big Ten title or go to the college football playoff. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine and good back in August. Probably not. But that doesn't mean you get caught up as, you know, a prisoner of the moment and you see, you know, how this season started. And to go in as a 32-point favorite, I don't care if they were picked to finish dead last in the Big Ten West, still losing as a 32-point favorite. There's really no justification for it. No, there's no justification. If everyone who watched that game, it was just a horrible game to watch. It was so boring. We didn't do anything but the first drive. Everything else was just torture to watch. So moving forward, Bernie, on this, a lot of people are crying now for Graham Mertz to be playing just because of the potential upside of him. Do you ever do you fall into that and say, no, you got to ride out with Cohen? I mean, Cohen has been – he gave so – he had so many small opportunities last, last game. We called 10 of the same plays yeah. on running – I mean, um, passing, and he did well with those. The last play, how many times can you go to the well with Ferguson doing a corner route where they're not going to have some guy sitting there waiting. You know, like, that's, to me, that's not him. That's more coach. Um, you know, they run the same place. You know what's happening. Like, you, you've seen it. It's like practice. Have you ever had a coach so, come out and say, like, my bad guys, like, that's on me? No. Never? No. Never? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not, no, not, I don't think so. Because they can't. You always have to have that yeah. confidence in your coaches, right? That's a good I point. I still have confidence in the coaching staff. I just want them to open up two plays, like even on defense. Like we were putting, what, we had two down linemen, and they just kept running the football. And we weren't stopping them. And usually we're really good at stopping the run. So I, think, I just think the game plans were way off. And I, I just don't like that we don't use every play at our advantage. <laughs> like, we, you know, like why, why are we not throwing deep balls to Cephas? Like we only did one jet sweep or two jet sweeps. Our guys were killing it on jet sweep. Bernie, I'm going to so, say this. Or were you say something, Joe? No, go ahead. Yeah, uh, no, I was going to say this, man. Bernie, so we were down in the dump Saturday after, you know, it sounds like you were too, obviously. I think everyone was for a Wisconsin Badger fan, alum, whatever. But then Aaron Rodgers put on a display of epic proportions, a perfect passer rating. I know your Jets stink, dude. And, and Sam Darnold, <laughs> four interceptions, a lost fumble. He's seeing ghosts out there. You were in Wisconsin. <laughs> I would like to extend an invitation to you to welcome aboard Matt Bernstein on the Packers bandwagon. Will you join me? Listen, I am so close. First off, Allie is the Packers fan. Yeah, your Both fiance. The team. When do you get married, yeah. by the way? February. Okay. So I am almost a Packers. I mean, I'm not not a You're Packers. getting married into the fam, dude. I'm getting married into the fam. I am so close to just becoming like anybody else, like a Giants fan. And that is pains me to no, say. No, Packers, Packers. You love Wisconsin, don't you? Come on. I do. I do. You're, I'm going to be a Packers isn't Allie fan. A, isn't she an owner? She's a part owner. There, I just, there you go. I'm a, uh, that's it. You're right. They're You're married into the family, right man. With, Forget about they're, it. You're in the family. Forget about it. <laughs> they're inching up to be my number one team because <laughs> how on earth do you watch what you saw last night with the Jets? Oh, my God. I, I'll tell you what. What's worse than the Badgers? Watching some a team play is watching the Jets each week. <laughs> Oof. That's a tough scene. Hey, uh, before I let you go, speaking of tough scenes, uh, visiting with our buddy Bernie, you know, you mentioned odds for the college football playoff, and I think they're slim and none. Uh, what would you put odds for Jonathan Taylor's Heisman? Because, you know, he actually had a decent game, touchdown over 100 yards, but right or wrong, Bernie, fair or unfair, the Heisman's often tied to team performance, and I just I don't see a Heisman Trophy winner coming on a team that lost as a 32-point favorite. Is there anything Taylor can do in the final six, seven games that could jumpstart his Heisman campaign again? I mean, he could dominate, which he did at the first five games of the season, uh, or first four games. I, I don't think that's out. I, I think if the Badgers can come back and they beat every team from now on moving forward, obviously very. I would say that's slim because there's some great teams we're going to be going against. That he could still be that guy. Um, I just, I just love the way he plays. But you know, you got to have a good old line to open up some holes. It just. It just wasn't there. I mean, 100 yards, yeah, that's a good game. But for him, we're spoiled now. 200 yards is a good game. Well, the Jets, Bernie, uh, in closing, figure to have a very high draft pick in 2020. Yeah, there you so go. They take JT on the Jets next year. I, I mean, I would love that because Le'Veon Bell is going to be dead by then. <laughs> <laughs> with, that, with the pounding that he takes, oh, my God. Well, uh, hey, man, uh, hopefully we'll have something positive to Hope talk about. Springs eternal, after a, it can't get any, Put it this way. It can't get worse. They've hit rock bottom. 
So this is where you start the recovery process. You hit rock bottom, Bernie. Something you know, I'm sure you know a lot of. I I certainly do. So you hit rock bottom, then you you, you build yourself back up. That's what the Badgers are doing this week. And I don't think the Jets are done hitting rock bottom yet. No, 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 no. Well, the Jets haven't hit rock bottom. That's how bad it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're getting close. They're in the. They're going to be in the abyss soon. They can't. I mean, they're going to start firing coaches. It's going to be bad. Well, thank you, brother. Thanks, we buddy. appreciate your time. We'll, we'll do it again and next I'm, week, I'm my always friend. here to talk if you need it, Bernie, you know. Shoulder <laughs> to try Oh, I got it right here. In two weeks, the Jets will play the Dolphins. If the Dolphins beat them, then that's rock bottom. I can't wait to talk on that Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> See you, buddy. See you, buddy. Later, guys. There he is, uh, Matt Bernstein. Follow him at the Hebrew underscore hammer. Let me ask you guys, are you going to watch NBA tonight? I know Nelson. I know already Quick know answer, Nelson's answer. No. Nelson won't watch till the playoffs start. I mean, the first game without Zion, I don't have much interest. I want to see LeBron. I'll probably. I mean, I'm going to take the Lakers minus three because I think that's good value on that bet. And I I just want to see the reaction from the fans. Here's what I want to see in the stands because it's a, what he said, a home game for the Clippers, but it's a home game for both teams. I want to see how many free Hong Kong signs are in the stadium, in the stands, and how many people get kicked out. Yeah. And how how agitated LeBron James gets over it because he's got to appease his Chinese overlords. Um, well, we, here we go. We have uh, apparently we have broken Twitter. It says Twitter is over capacity right now. Something crazy is going on. Um, so before we We're crash, information. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, the overlords are shutting us down right now. But before it crashed uh, on the Twitter poll front, speaking of the NBA, uh, does the NBA China controversy get you less excited for the start of the season tonight? Seventy uh, percent of you saying no. So sounds like a lot of people are going to be watching LeBron tonight. That's why I'm glad the Bucks. Everyone the Bucks. Just didn't say anything. Didn't say anything. Like, just zip it and just go on with your daily business. Like, LeBron bugged me. That I love LeBron James, but it bugged me. Did it not bug you guys? Very much so. Um, we'll see. I, yeah, I'll be, I mean, again, that's probably the biggest storyline is to watch just the, the reaction. But watch LeBron have, like, a triple-double tonight and some sick dunk, and then all will be forgotten about him bowing down to China. Yep, you're probably right, um, but it'll be certainly one of the storylines tonight. Uh, speaking of storylines, uh, the Patriots making the big move so far. The trade deadline, Mohamed Sanu, Falcons wide receiver, goes to the Patriots for a second-round pick. A lot of people thought he maybe was going to end up with Green Bay, talking about Sanu. So we put a poll in the field. Uh, if you were the Packers GM, would you be willing to give up a second-round pick for a player similar to Mohamed Sanu? This one a lot closer, 55% though right now saying no. You would stick with what you got. Yeah, I think you would stick. Name, name one team that made like a mid-season acquisition that really worked out for him in the NFL. Oh, I mean the I mean Philadelphia did get who was the running back uh, Nelson from the Jai Jai. I mean they did win the Super Bowl. I don't but think that's J- the thing. There's really not a ton of not a ton. Really season trading, and when it is, it's these lower level players. It's right. not like a. Has there ever line. been a big name that really like made a difference? That's just not how the NFL yeah. trading so deadline goes. Pat? It's not like it's baseball where all of a sudden you're selling and, hey, we'll get rid of uh, Ryan Braun or some. Like, I was player. trying to think of that. Like, what's a big name that went somewhere midseason that really helped the team out? Yeah, n- none really. I mean, the biggest, I'm pulling up here from ESPN. This is the top 10 midseason trades ever. The biggest one they have is Garoppolo, but it didn't help the 49ers that season. Yeah. I mean, it did help them. Obviously, they're 6 and 0 and he's playing well. It helped them now, but yeah. It's not like the New England traded Garoppolo to the 49ers two years ago, and the 49ers went 10 and one after they got him. Uh, he, he he didn't even start the first couple games. Then they played him at the end where they were terrible. They did go four and zero in his four starts, but then he tore his ACL the first game last year. So you can't say that. Uh, other than that, I mean, they have a Jai at number two. But what did he even really do um, for the Eagles? Not much. He was one of like three solid yeah. runs. I mean, he was okay, but he was I remember wasn't... Corey Clement doing more stuff for the Eagles than JJ. Kelvin Benjamin was traded from the Panthers to the Bills midseason two years ago. Buffalo did almost make the playoffs, but I mean, it, but it's they not didn't, like, you know. and they didn't even make it. And then you get down to like, you know, linebackers, Trent Richardson way back in the day. <laughs> Uh, so no, to your point, he hasn't even been able to help his AAF team last year. Yeah, I think he got drafted in the XFL. I'm sure he did. So, but to your point, um, yes, there has not been a like in baseball, like a CC Sabathia, where a player comes in and the team makes the playoffs yeah. because of the player. That's not how it works in the NFL. Do I think the Packers will make a trade? I think it's fifty fifty. Do I think they'll get a player that 
will make me say now they're going to make the playoffs. No, I don't think that. Yeah. Play, I don't think that player exists. Mister Ski hit me up. He said football trades at the deadline never work. It's it's a waste. Sim systems are too complicated. Yeah, I mean, and and that, I mean, that's that's a that's a fair point. Um, Six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. The uh, the other Twitter poll. This one a bit surprising, maybe. Uh, in honor of Bernie Brewer, who is up for the Mascot Hall of Fame, which is an actual thing. He is one of ten finalists. Is Bur- because Bucky Badger's are. I think we all agree Bucky Badger's the most recognizable mascot in Wisconsin sports, right? Hands down. Yeah. So who's second, Bernie Brewer or Bango the Buck? Uh, you said Bango. I thought Bernie. Uh, Bernie winning sixty-two to thirty-eight right now over Bango is which mascot is more recognizable? Yeah, uh, Lee. I got a friend named Lee. Same. He put a spell on me. He says definitely Bango. The NBA is a global sport, and the M- the MLB definitely is not. I don't know. I think baseball. I don't think the Brewers are global, but baseball is a global sport. Baseball is becoming pretty global. They're starting. Is, to play- is it global though, or is it? Eh. You got Japan. Where else besides Japan? You really got Korea's. I mean, Asia. What else besides that, though? South America, Central yeah. America. I'm, I guess I'm thinking the Caribbean. of Caribbean. Uh, They're even starting to play in the in Europe a little bit. You got the Americas. And you got Asia. That's pretty global. Then you got a gigantic thing in the middle that they don't do any baseball in. There's there's basketball everywhere. Yeah, I think basketball. I mean, baseball's getting there, but I think basketball's still more worldwide but maybe the uh maybe well biggest thing is hopefully it's a it's a walk-in uh for for bernie uh bernie brewer now back to the trade deadline so i will say this if you look at i've I've got the the pulled up for the last five years like five years ago it was hardly anything and it's still not anything close to baseball or or the nba but you look at like the haha Clinton Dix trade last year, that was a trade deadline move. Uh, Amari Cooper last year was a trade deadline move. Treddy Bridgewater was an in-season trade. So the point I'm making is it's getting they're they're getting more big names. Now again, does did Jay Ajay is the reason the Eagles won the Super Bowl two years ago? I don't think so. I will say Amari Cooper is probably one of the main reasons why the Cowboys. I mean, you guys would agree they were three and three and didn't look like they were going anybody anywhere last year. They went ten and one. Down the stretch to Dallas yeah, last year. You Amari. would say Amari Cooper was a big factor in the Cowboys making the playoffs last year, right? Totally. So would would that be one where, you know, now he's a number one, and we're talking about Sanu. What was, what was about, he, a third or a fourth? What was he? What's that? What'd they give up for him? Their first-round pick. What they give up? What did the Patriots? What did Antonio Brown, the Steelers? Third round pick. Third round. But that was off season. So, I, and, I, and that's the other thing. And I don't know. I don't know enough about football roster building and value. Like, do you get greater or less value when you make a trade? Like, Khalil Mack was traded in the off season, right? right? Would the Bears have had to give up more or less if they had traded Khalil Mack from the Raiders six weeks into the season last year? They made that trade a week before the season started. Uh, the Bears gave up two first-round picks. Had the Bears made that move at week six last year because it's in-season, would Oakland have said, we think we can get more for him? Yeah, so, like, do do teams pay more in-season? Like, could the Cowboys have gotten— I think a second-round pick for Sanu is insane. Seems high, That's and that's where I'm getting at. It seems—I would have thought third or fourth. Yeah, it seems I high. I do know that. That's insane. But again, and again, the team who does it— it's the Patriots. Now, they are, I mean, they were already going to, I think we can all agree, they were already going to win the AFC more than likely, right? Yeah. So why, do, why do, I mean, if you're New England and you're running away with this thing already, why are you giving up a second-round pick for maybe a number-two receiver? Like, what is the thinking, play, the, who is this, whether you like him or not, he's the smartest guy in the room. What is the thinking behind Bill Belichick giving up a second-round pick for Mohamed Sanu when he's already at 7-0 and and basically doesn't even have a chance of a loss on the schedule for like four more. I mean, they'll have home field advantage wrapped up before they even yeah, well, face a what's loss. What's their thinking is their defense is insane. The Patriots' defense is sick. And what do they need always more of for Tom Brady? Weapons. Don't they, Doesn't that what people always cry about, that Tom Brady never has weapons, even though he does? You just said it during the commercial break, like or a couple of commercial breaks ago. Yeah. You said name Tom Brady's weapons. Well, it's the same thing here. Weapons. But then bring it back to home. The Packers don't have weapons, but... I would kill to have like... Edelman, um, the pot smoker, Josh Gordon, 
than Al Sanu. Like, what, what do you want to compare weapons? Tom Brady's had way more weapons than Aaron Rodgers has. Oh, no doubt. I mean, that's not, yeah, you're completely right. And yeah, I mean, once, once Gordon's healthy, I mean, you think about no weapons for the Patriots. They don't have a lot right now. But yeah, Julian Edelman, Josh Gordon, Muhammad Sanu. That's three. Yeah. And then, you know, throwing James White, Sony Michelle, two pretty good runs. I mean, yeah, the Patriots aren't. And then you couple that with the number one defense, Judas. Well, yeah, but, but, but again, Belichick, despite all that, still valued or said, I'm willing to give up a second round pick for a guy that will maybe be, what, their second or third wide receiver when he when he ends up playing for New England, when what? everybody's healthy. How many times have you seen Bill Belichick get a dude off the scrap heap who don't even know who he is, and all of a sudden he's like an all-pro? They always a do lot. that. They always do that. He's a genius. He, but, he's ruined the NFL for everyone else. <laughs> that's true. But wouldn't, I mean, wouldn't then, like, do you think Mohamed Sanu, I'll ask both of you guys, do you think Mohamed Sanu has more value to the Patriots today or to the Packers? Like, who does he help more, New England or Green Bay? I mean, I didn't think it's close, right? Nelson, right? Would I mean, Packers, he would help the Packers more. I mean, if the Patriots, you don't Patriots, really so need them. I don't well, know. No, the Patriots are pretty banged up at receiver. Like, name the name the Patriots receiver outside of Julian Edelman. Well, other than Gordon, who's hurt, I can't. Yeah, I can't. I don't exactly. even know who they well, have. Hurt guy doesn't play for you, right? I mean, that's <laughs> that's why I don't want AJ Green. Yeah, and again, I, you're probably. I mean, if if New this England, Sam Pat, Sam Pat. I, well, I think I was just gonna say if 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 the asking price for Muhammad Sanu is a second round pick, it's got to be a first round pick for AJ Green. And while I'm all That's for the never Packers, gonna happen. Yeah, I just can't see Buda Kunst. You know, Jair Alexander, Darnell Savage, <clears throat> Rashawn Gary. Uh, I don't think you can say that Buda. It's too early in Buda Kunst's tenure. To say, start gambling first-round picks. What team is going to even think about dangling a first-round pick in, in front of a dumpster fire that is Cincinnati for a 32-year-old A.J. Green that's had injury issues the last three years? No chance is that going to be a first-round. No, I agree. But I, their comeback is going to be, did you? and that's why New England ruins like Ebo just said, New England ruins it for everybody. Cincinnati's comeback is going to be, well, who's a better receiver right now, A.J. Green or Mohamed Sanu? You would I would still say, say Mohamed Sanu because he's, he's on the field. Yeah. I, I, and yeah. then my other comeback would be, hey, Cincinnati, you want to be a dumpster fire for another three years? And he's younger. Keep asking for a first-rounder. Maybe we can just get our buddy Erickson out of there. Bring him home. Get, get, How get about me, Alex Erickson. Alex Erickson playing the slot. Hey, career day. Oh, can you imagine Alex and Erickson playing a, being the slot receiver for the Packers? The, He'd have 90 catches. Jake Kumro would instantly be forgotten. Th- thank you. Uh, by the way, how's my Kumaro? I haven't checked it. How's my Kumaro versus Jordy poll going? I don't know. Hit your uh, profile. Uh, let's see here. I put it up. Who would you rather have right now, Jake Kumaro or Jordy? Ooh, getting close. Down to 54% for Kumaro. What do you think? 34. When's harvesting season done, Nelson? Week or two. All we got to do is wait one more week, bring Jordy back. Kumaro can be the OC for Whitewater. Make another run in D3. From playing to OC. OC at Whitewater. It'd be a freaking legend. Other than Badger Hockey, uh, we called it. Uh, the polls, uh, which came out yesterday, we were hoping for a big jump. We got it. It's the second biggest jump ever for Wisconsin hockey. Uh, biggest ones, I think, since like 2003, I nice. want to say. They went from 17 to 6. Damn. In the college Hell hockey yeah. polls after the sweep. Uh, of the two-time defending national champs. Uh, they have another home series this weekend. Hopefully we get to play the hot new game show. Uh, do you want to go see uh, Phil and the blank? Uh, because uh, they're back home this week again. And uh, after sweeping Duluth, and not just sweeping, blasting them, 6-2 and 3-1. So 9-3 in the two games. Uh, the two-time defending champ. I mean, that that's like... Alabama comes in and you you play uh, like a, a Friday Sunday in football and you win like forty five seven and like twenty eight ten like yeah that's the two time defending champs they just humbled uh, at the Colts center this weekend so yes How was the things are Saturday? lost uh, it was half to three quarters I mean I get it they they, they, hey, they got to win, win they will come yeah, you got to win and they sh- I mean Clarkson's not very good uh, the team they play this week so if you want to go see hopefully a lot of goals uh, go Friday or bing, Saturday bing, bing. Uh, our bad jockey and center will be with us tomorrow but that was cool. Uh, I was, you know, you're always cynical with our teams. And like I said, people were yesterday, the AP poll was released for college basketball and people, and you brought up and people were tweeting, should Wisconsin be, or should the AP be up for D-Bag for not even one vote for the Badgers? And I'm like, prove the haters wrong. Yeah. Here's the problem rat right now. I'm a little jaded with uh, Badgers and being respected because the football team just kind of made us all look stupid. So 
I'll take my time on Badger foot basketball. Like, I think they are going to be a tournament team because they are every single year. Uh, so I think they eventually will be ranked. I just, I'm not going to run to the hills right now after I ran to the hills on a football team yeah. that just burned me. Just got to prove the haters wrong, man. I think yeah. Guard and the company is going to do that this year. I'm really excited for. I love college basketball, so I'm really excited for it. And basketball is so different when it comes to rankings. It doesn't really matter if you're not ranked at the beginning of the Correct. year. Correct. Because yeah, you can jump into matter. the rankings like pretty much in two weeks, and yeah. then the next thing you know, you make the tournament, and there you go. Yep, exactly. Uh, Nelson, you got to be fired up uh, Friday night. You want to uh, – you want, you want to, or next Friday, what are you doing? You going to the Nelson Respect showdown? Hmm? UW lacrosse playing at the Cole Center next week. Oh, basketball? Yeah. I will not be showing up today. <laughs> <laughs> hey, was it who played him? Did was it like Oshkosh or something? Like uh, gave him a game. It was like ten points. Like no, they had like their th- their third squad out there and it, And you wondered why they struggled a little bit. Oh, right don't oh, get God. started. I shouldn't even have brought it up. Uh, no, I don't know why, why so are you a hater of Wisconsin basketball too? No. He's just got the, guard. You still have not said guard is still on notice, right? Or did you take him off after? Look at I all need the, to see improvement the, from the players. Look at all the recruiting classes coming. Need to see in. improvement. Think of a guy, a guy that's been to two Sweet Sixteens and back to the tournament after an injury-riddled year is on notice. Just disgusting. Well, here I'll give you guys some hope. So they weren't ranked. So if you missed it, by the way, Michigan State ranked number one first time. That's crazy too. The first time ever under Izzo. That they've been ranked number one. You think all those final fours, that they've been ranked top five. This is the first time they've ever been preseason number one under Izzo. Wisconsin unranked. Now you have a tough, what a weird, it's technically a home game, but it's in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Sweet. where they play St. Mary's on Tuesday, November 5th. St. Mary's is, by the way, ranked 20th. Pre- so that's a tough game. But if you can somehow win that, you don't leave Wisconsin for a month. Nice. Uh, Eastern Illinois, McNeese State. Ooh, Maryland. Did you nice. just say if they could somehow win that? Well, yeah, it's the 20th ranked team in the country. Badgers are. They're going to be an underdog Badgers probably. Will win that game. But I mean, I think it'll be like a minus two or something. St. Mary's. But Bucky got that. If you can win that game, you're going to clearly, I think, beat Eastern Illinois. Can we, Nelson? Will you agree they'll beat Eastern Illinois? I hope so. Do you agree they'll beat McNeese State? If they don't, you have a lot of issues. <laughs> That's not beat. the question. Yes. Do you agree, Ebo? They'll beat Green Bay. Yes, the Phoenix, sorry, will not rise. And I think Marquette's in a dumpster fire right now. I think they're going to be favored against Marquette. The point I'm making is if you beat St. Mary's, they will be 6-0 and uh, going into the, the start of the Big Ten season. So I Indiana to Rutgers. St. Mary's. You lose Ethan Happ, which he hurt the offense. It was very clear. I think that, that is addition by subtraction. ISO, yeah. That hurt the Badgers' offense. You bring in pretty high-recruited players. You have a lot of – you have a core of guys of uh, – Davison, King, Reaver. You have a bunch of players like that. I expect them to beat a number 20 St. Mary's, especially on a neutral field that's closer to Wisconsin. Yeah. All right. After watching Tyler Hero play in the preseason for the Heat and and whatnot, I I honestly could you imagine Tyler Hero having to pass the ball to Ethan Happ every possession? After watching Tyler Hero play preseason NBA, that dude is a baller. He never would have fit in the Wisconsin system. He wouldn't have fit. Why would you demand that he pass the ball? No offense to Ethan Happ in the the offense they run, but he would never, ever succeed in an offense where he had to pass the ball to Ethan Happ. Conspiracy theory Friday, uh, he ended up not coming to Wisconsin because he saw the offense that Wisconsin was running through Ethan Happ. I don't know that that's even a conspiracy theory. I I mean, everyone always goes to the grade thing. Um, whenever a guy decommits, and I think that's part of the story, but not for every kid. Um, I didn't think he was that good, and I didn't watch a ton of uh, Kentucky regular season games. He was pretty amazing in the NCAA tournament, but yeah, if you haven't watched any NBA preseason, like that dude is a baller. That that he's going to be very well, good. Did he commit to Wisconsin when he was like fifteen? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he must be pretty good. So, um, <laughs> dude, he is a baller. But looking at Maryland's ranked ninth. Maryland's going to be pretty good this year. Who else you got in the Big Ten? But obviously Michigan State's Ohio number State's one. Ohio State's ranked. 25th. Purdue's ranked. I don't, Purdue is? Uh, 23. Well, I don't know. You look, there's coaches in AP. Oh, I was looking at AP. Uh, so anyway, Wisconsin not ranked. I get why some – I mean, they all, I mean, they're picked to finish seventh again. I mean, we've done this dance for the last 20 years. They're going to finish sever, better than seventh. I think most everybody not named Nelson will probably give them that they're going to finish – 
higher than seventh. But well, they should oh, no, Purdue is twenty third. I was looking at coaches, right? Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, they have a chance to get out of the blocks. They don't. By the way, I'm kind of bummed at this because I love the, uh, I love the three day Thanksgiving tournaments. They don't do that this year. They play in a two no day. No battle for Atlantis. Uh, no, they play on Monday and Tuesday. It's a in the Barclays Legends Classic. Oh or, yeah, I remember that. No. But no, they could play Auburn if they win against Richmond. In the opening round, which here you go, Nelson. I'm going to predict they're going to beat Richmond, and I think Auburn will beat You're New Mexico. Like I expect them to lose to these teams that they should whoop up on. This is 20th. How do you expect to whoop up on the 20th ranked team in the country? They should. They're pretenders. They, they should beat Saint. Yeah, I think they're going to. Mary's plays two tough games a year. I agree. Called Gonzaga twice. I think they will <laughs> win that game, but you still have. What's to Gonzaga be- ranked this year? Ooh, eighth. Okay. So, yes. How many times do you remember off the top of your head St. Mary's going to a Sweet 16? Right. Nelson, you should I handle know, your business. I know you're not very, don't have a very busy life, but just on the off chance something comes up, circle November 26th. Busy. It's a, it, <laughs> it's a Tuesday. I, I'll, I'll take you out for a beer because if it's Wisconsin Auburn, they will both be ranked. And if, you know, if they get crap canned by Auburn, then I'll, I'll, you know, I'll listen to you complain. But if they beat Auburn, then you have to say they're good, and guard is even if he's not on notice, he's officially off notice. If they beat Auburn, team that should have been in the national championship game last year, did make the final four. Can you give me that? Into, Guard's not on notice. He's not on Mount Notice. Guard is not on Mount Notice. Well, it's, not on it's same people. Three Rashawn Garys and Paul Chris play calling ability. I get mad when thinking about you putting guard on notice. Wait till basket. If, wait, what if they lose it? Can you imagine Nelson? He'll be unsufferable on Wednesday, November sixth, if they lose to St. Mary's on uh, Tuesday, I'm November ready for, 5th. I'm ready for. Sorry, it. I expect more. All right, uh, six. I'm ready for it. <laughs>